0: Hi, this is Revel and you are listening to Revelations, celebrating your potential. My guest today is six-time Ironman triathlon finisher and author Ruth Heidrich. Uh, Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Revel. I take it you're, you've been traveling, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Traveling
1: is uh, like all over the world. I am just having the time of my life.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here with us to um, enjoy part of that time. Yeah, it's a delight. Good, good, good. Now, I've, I've seen and heard of you quite some time, but the reason I really asked you on this show, one of the reasons is Lucy um, told me I should have you on. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Mike Anderson of uh, Eating. Yeah. I saw you in the movie. Oh. Yeah, and I said, okay, let me see how fast. And we got you on really quick. Usually it takes me uh, a couple months of chasing people down. (laughs) People don't know how hard I work just trying to get guests for this program. Now, you have, you're an Ironman triathlete. Do you still do that?
1: I do all kinds of competition. Actually, I uh, believe in fitness, so I run, I bike, I swim, I lift weights. And if there were anything else, I'd probably do that, too.
0: (laughs) Do you mind telling us your age? I am now 72. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What got you started doing all this?
1: Oh, well, I started running way back in 1968 when I was 33. I read a book by Kenneth Cooper called Aerobics. I had never seen that word before, so when I saw the book title on the newsstand, I thought, huh, wonder what that means. Picked it up, thumbed through it, bought it, read through it in one sitting, and I finished about 2 a.m., got up the next morning and ran a mile. I was convinced of all the benefits of aerobic exercise and running in particular because it seemed to be the cure for everything from head to toe, literally, from stress management to fallen arches and everything in between. So I ran that mile before going to work and felt fantastic and just kept it up and gradually extended my distances to longer and longer. And pretty soon I was running an hour a day and somebody said, you know, they've got a race this weekend. You ought to enter it. And I thought, a race? Hey, that sounds like fun. So I signed up and showed up that Sunday morning and looked around, and there were all men, not a single woman. I thought, whoa, what have I gotten myself into? And then I felt kind of proud. Gee, this is neat. Yeah. So, of course, then I had to make sure I didn't embarrass myself by (laughs) coming in last. And so I ran as hard as I could, and I had aches and pains and kept wanting to quit. But my pride kept me going. And, of course, when I finished, guess who wins a first-place medal? Came home with that and thought, I'm going to start training for racing. This is so much fun. Wow. And this got up to the point where I was doing marathons in the 1970s, late 70s, and just feeling fit, really healthy, eating what I thought was a good diet. I didn't eat any red meat and no Full fat dairy. It was all chicken and fish and uh, powdered milk. Remember carnation powdered <laughs> milk? <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, I've got the answers to health and fitness. And since all four of my grandparents lived to their 90s, I thought, ah, got the answer. Well, in 1979, I found a lump in my breast. Mm. And I thought, this is strange. What could this be? Went to the doctor, and they did a mammogram and said, uh, oh, you've got fibrocystic breast disease. Nothing to worry about. Come back next year, and we'll check up on you. So I did that in 1980, 1981. Same answer each time, always negative mammograms. Finally, in 1982, I'm lying on the examination table. This doctor walks in, takes a look at me. I look down, and this lump is the size of a golf ball rising up above the rest of my breast. He says, why did you wait so long to come in? Oh, my God. And I just was furious because here I'd been doing everything they said, all the right rules in terms of exercise and eating right, and here's this doctor, I could see the panic in his voice, got me up off the table by the elbow, took me down the hall to the nurse there and said, make a up." appointment for this woman to have a biopsy as soon as possible. Well, I watched the biopsy and kept thinking, this can't be cancer. It can't be cancer. There's no way it could be cancer. When he And I said, I'm going to stay awake. I want to watch the surgery. He said, no, you don't want to watch this. I said, yes, I do. I want to be involved in what's going on. I want to see it. So that was the, the upshot. He got the whole thing out. It was indeed the size of a golf ball put it out on the little table, said, hand me that scalpel, and he cut it open in half and said, uh-oh, and I said, oh, what do you mean, uh-oh, and he said, oh, I forgot you're awake, um, <laughs> um, um, he said, you see these little grains of sand, uh, he said, that's your body's attempt to wall off the cancer cells, he said, oh, my God, so that was, uh, that what got my attention. And I'm thinking, how can this be? I've done everything right, and my body betrayed me. Mm -hmm. I was sent home, found out they did not get it all. I was scheduled for more surgery. They didn't have clear margins, which means, you know, the cancer had extended beyond what he'd cut out. Mm -hmm. So then I'm recovering from this one surgery, getting ready for the next, and hadn't gone back to work yet. By the way, I worked as a logistician for the Air Force. I was a GS-13, which is a pretty high ranking person in the Air Force management level, and my career was taking off. So I'm reading the newspaper and I see a little two-line notice. Wanted women with breast cancer to participate in diet research study. Dr. John McDougall.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so I ran to the phone Called him, got right through. You know, when do you ever call an M.D.? I mean, get right through to him. Well, I'm talking to Dr. McDougall and told him my situation. And he said, get your medical records and get down here as soon as you can. So he told me, no chemo, no radiation, just change your diet. And he explained what he meant by a vegan, low-fat diet. And I'm thinking, my gosh. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I went back to the oncologist and I said, no chemo, no radiation. I'm changing my diet. You can imagine the look I got from this oncologist. Diet? This is 1982. He said, diet has nothing to do with cancer. <gasps> and he said, besides, you can't possibly get enough protein. You can't get enough calcium, your essential fatty acids. So I went back to McDougal and told him what the oncologist said. And he said, garbage he doesn't know what he's talking about so I was convinced and then um, went vegan and kept up my running in fact that was the thing that kept my sanity through this horrible period because I kept getting so depressed thinking who can you trust who can you believe I can't even believe myself Mm -hmm. but I go for a run and all of a sudden I see see the world through new eyes I see colors bright vivid i see trees and sky and ocean and think i am so lucky for what i've had so far now if i can just figure out how to get through this and i'd come back and i'd eat my vegan diet and go out and started thinking about more exercise about the same time i happened to see remember 1982 the ABC Wide World of Sports, and they showed this grueling competition, this Ironman triathlon. And I thought, oh, my God, look at that. See them coming out of the water. And this, at that time, was on Oahu, where I lived. And it was Waikiki Beach where they swam, and I had swum there even as a kid. And then they biked around the island 112 miles. Well, I had a bike, rusty, but uh, and it was the old-fashioned type. And I already had the running handle. I'd run the Honolulu Marathon a bunch of times. So I thought, I am going to do that Ironman triathlon. Then reality hit. Lady, you're 47 years old. You're way too old for that, and you've got cancer. Then I I thought, you know, I'm going to, I found out, did some calling, called the Ironman office, which, you know, by coincidence, was just a few blocks from where I lived and found out no woman that old had ever done it at that time, and no cancer patient had ever done it. So I thought, that's my goal. I am going to be the first of several firsts. So I started training even harder. And these doctors are looking at this <laughs> obsessed woman, you know, running, biking, swimming. And, and of course, I bounced back from the surgery just in half the time they predicted. In fact, they kept saying... Don't don't run. You're you're too soon to run. And I'd say, okay, go out. And the next morning, I, because I felt so good, I had so much energy, and thought this I know is right. I've got the right diet finally. And then did the Ironman and crossed the finish line. And thinking, wow, this is so neat. Got a first place in my age group. Got started getting a little publicity. Continental Airlines calls me and said, we'd like to sponsor you. There's an Iron Man in New Zealand, and we'd like to send you there to do that, and all you have to do is wear Continental on your clothing. I said, fine, great. Came back with a first-place medal, and there's one newspaper in New Zealand, the New Zealand Herald, front page, headline, two-inch letters high, Ruth, a woman of iron. And my whole story and a great big picture, this grin, and took that and put it on the Continental Airlines sports director's desk and said, what do you think of that? He looks down at that, looks up at me, and he said, where would you like to go
0: next? Wow, hold on, Ruth, (laughs) we'll have to come back in a moment. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great story. i got to hear the rest of it. Hi, this is Revel. You are listening to Revelations, celebrating your potential. For more information on my seminars, play shops, and teleconferences, please go to my website, revelations.com, and that's with two V's, two L's. There you can sign up for weekly revelations, purchase my books, revolutionize your life in 30 days, a self empowering playbook, and/or smoothies and smoothies for life, and contact me to speak for your school or organization. Your purchases do help keep this program on the air. My guest today, six-time Ironman triathlon finisher and author, Ruth Heidrich. You can contact Ruth through her website, ruthheidrich.com. That's Ruth, R-U-T-H, Heidrich, H-E-I-D-R-I-C-H. Is that correct, Ruth? Yes, it is. All righty, ruthheidrich.com. She's got a very interesting website. I'd suggest you go on and check it out. You can also purchase copies of her books. Where are your books, Ruth? Well, you can get them through the website. I have a link to my publishers for two of them, mm-hmm.
1: and I have a cookbook, which is an ebook. So oh. I can uh, send it right from my website. It's only five dollars. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think most of us can afford that. Yeah. Okay. Now, Ruth was telling us that uh, how she came to where she is now, but you said you're still seeing doctors during this time. Did you? You you had met Doctor McDougall. Did you stay with him? Oh yes. He was in
1: Kailua at the time, Hawaii. Okay, and uh, got me started, held my hand through all this, and I kept bouncing back between the oncologists and him. And um, I needed the doctors to do the medical checkups. I had bone scans, which showed the cancer had spread to my bones. So for several weeks after, and months, and years, actually. I was having the bone scans to see how those hot spots faded away. I had the chest x-rays. They found a, a tumor in one of my lungs, and that encapsulated just like those grains of sand. And my body walled it off, so it's still there, actually. Huh. So I needed the monitoring and to find make sure that the cancer wasn't returning and Dr. McDougall wanted that as well because he was trying to prove that this diet was going to be enough to reverse the breast cancer and not have it return. One thing a lot of people don't understand is that there are 15 different types of breast cancer. And one is the inflammatory, which spreads throughout the whole body. That one, they don't even operate. It's, you know, it'd be pointless. Mm-hmm. That's by far the worst. And then the other extreme is the in situ, which is already walled off and will never spread. You can die with that uh, from heart disease or anything else. And mine was a moderate, closer to the inflammatory, moderately fast metastasizing. And in the three years that they were, quote, following it, it had spread. So we needed the doctors to assess my situation. And I needed Dr. McDougall to keep explaining to me why this was going to work, (laughs) how it was going to affect my hormone balance, Mm -hmm. because it was an estrogen-positive tumor. And just I needed somebody, you know. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because there wasn't any support. I didn't get it from my family or my friends. They all thought that I was absolutely nuts. Now, I knew it was the right diet because the way I felt – I had been diagnosed with arthritis, osteoarthritis, back in 1976 and had been put on naproxen and had been taking that. And I finally, this is in A Race for Life, my first book, where I explained to Dr. McDougall that I had arthritis and was taking this one drug and he said, your arthritis started going away the day you changed your diet. And sure enough, the arthritis disappeared. I had been constipated all my life despite doctors saying, oh, three or four times a week is normal for some people. Well, I'm here to tell you that is not normal, and I am now normal. (laughs) And the fiber is what I really needed. So I knew the diet was right from that point of view. I had a high cholesterol, 236, and McDougal looks at that and says, you know, with a cholesterol this high, you are at as high a risk of dying of a heart attack as you are the breast cancer. I'm a marathoner. How can this be? Mm-hmm. Well, three weeks later, my cholesterol is 160, and he looks at that and <coughs> says, "I, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> says that I can tell
0: you didn't cheat." <coughs>
1: I think my voice is getting a little tired from the lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah, riding that airplane for as long as you did. Yeah. yeah. So um after doing, winning first place in, in all kinds of races, Dr. McDougall says, you've got to write a book. And I'm thinking, me, write a book? And he says, yeah, women have got to hear your story. I tell them and they don't believe me. Well, here you are. So I wrote A Race for Life, and that's what it became. I was racing for life because it was my motivation. It was my spark. I had so much fun looking around at mostly men and then seeing younger people and beating them and having this secret diet which i didn't try to keep it a secret i try to tell them don't eat animals they they'll kill you
0: okay great we'll be back in a moment Hi, this is Revel back with Revelations, celebrating your potential. If you've listened to my other recent podcast, you've heard I'll be speaking on revolutionizing your life on a cruise this first weekend of November. There are a few cabins left, so if you'd like to come aboard and enjoy some quiet time before the holidays at truly great prices, we'll be sailing out of San Diego on the Carnival Elation on November 3rd through the 8th. Uh, inside cabin, two thirty nine sixty one per person. Outside cabin, 290 per person. We're going to Cabo San Luis Lucas and Ensenada. I know we're going uh, snorkeling and kayaking in Cabo. I have no idea what we're doing in Ensenada yet. But I'm looking forward to having a really great time. And I hope some of you can join us. Please go to rawretreat.com for information. Or you can go to the big media site where you can get this Program celebrating your My guest today is uh, Ruth Heidrich, and she is amazing woman. At the age of 72, she is still running marathons. She's still alive. That, that, knows, yeah. that in and of itself, <laughs> from what you've gone through, is amazing. Ruth, uh, did you go through any kind of detox during this time? No, I really didn't. The next morning after going vegan,
1: um, I had, uh, as I mentioned, my elimination got straightened out. That was the only thing I noticed that was very positive. I had more energy. I slept better. Through all this anxiety of, of this enlarged tumor that had been followed for three years, uh, I was able to sleep well and had so much energy. No, I had no, no downsides to this whatsoever. I, it was just all upside
0: but you were, you were already slim, so you didn't need to loo- el- eliminate weight, right? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Now, you mentioned fish and chicken. There's a lot of people listening <laughs> right now who think <laughs> fish and chicken are good for you. And low-fat dairy. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Let's have some low-fat dairy. What are the problems with those?
1: Oh, well, like Dr. McDougall said, there's no difference in the muscle that moves a fin or a wing or a hoof. Muscle is muscle is muscle. And it all has the same amount of cholesterol Uh, The same amount of fat, it's saturated fat, and none of this is any good for you. And you get all the protein and calcium you need in leafy greens, which makes up the bulk of my diet. In fact, I explain all this in my cookbook. It's called CHEF, which is an acronym for cheap, healthy, easy, and fat-free.
0: Oh, I'm going to get that. It's $5, you said? Yeah. Okay. And my uh,
1: uh, abbreviated version of my story is in there. And I wanted to explain. You mentioned a cruise. Um, I've lectured on a bunch of cruises. Are you familiar with CHIP, Mm-mm. the Coronary Health Improvement Program?
0: No, not well, at
1: Well, it promotes the same diet, and it's put out by, I think it's Loma Linda. Anyway, they do cruises, and I get to lecture on those. And I'm going on another one, September 28th. You mm-hmm. mentioned Cabo San Lucas. We just signed up for a scuba diving
0: course. Oh, how fun. So
1: that's going to be my latest adventure, uh, learning
0: how to scuba dive. My husband's a scuba diver. Ah. He learned in Denmark with the seals. And you haven't tried it? Not yet. I've, yeah. got, I've got the wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. so I got the first part that's my next adventure October 4th I'll be scuba diving and I wanted to mention something else in terms of the diet being the right diet it's the best thing for the brain I was already I have an a undergraduate degree from UCLA in psychology masters in psychology and I had all but the dissertation for a PhD in psychology and I was kind of working at it and professional student sort of thing. I love learning. And when all this happened, I started working with Dr. McDougall, learning more and more about nutrition and exercise physiology. So I switched majors, started taking all these graduate-level courses in both subjects, and now have a Ph.D. in health management. So I am now a Dr. Ruth. Uh
0: And I can tell (laughs) you that
1: is so much fun because people always (laughs) You know, there's a titter, and and I mention Dr. Ruth, and they laugh. And and I get on my Ask Dr. Ruth website all these questions. Some of them I have to say, well, I think you might have me confused with the other Dr. Ruth. But since you asked me, and then I go ahead and tell them why ED, you know, erectile dysfunction, is a dietary disease and usually not at all psychological But if you'll change your diet, you'll find everything works better. So it's an entree into uh, preaching beyond the choir. You know, normally your audience is just those who already know it's the right way to go. It's getting to those who don't know and and have closed minds. That's my big challenge is how to reach those people. And I think that was the main motivation for doing an Ironman because people think of vegans as, as weak and, and uh, pale, wan, uh, no energy, and I want to show people that a vegan, low-fat diet, and especially a raw diet, gives you so much energy that you can do Ironman triathlons. You can be in your 70s and and running around the world. On my website, there's the the story I wrote last year, literally eating and running around the world. Pictures in front of the Taj Mahal and the pyramids and Iceland and. Uh, the Maasai Mara in Kenya with the Maasai Mara warriors. And you know, if you're healthy, you've got
0: everything. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Now, how do you get your? How do you eat your greens? Just raw. I mean, do do you just eat them as salad, or do you put them in smoothies, or I mean, what do you do?
1: Well, I guess you'd call it a salad. I have a large eating bowl. It's really a mixing bowl, but uh, you do have to eat a lot more. You get to eat a lot more. It's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. So, I get the mixed organic greens and Earthbound is the, the brand I like. Yes, And you can buy them in large... Col- I get the yeah, big...
0: The big tubs? The big sack. <laughs> oh, a the sack. Big sack. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see a sack. I've seen big tubs of them. Well, the they wholesalers get the big sacks. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they're... Um, I don't know if you can get them everywhere, but the big tubs is what they fill up from the big sacks. Uh-huh. So I have this for breakfast because once I got into nutrition and found out the great value of leafy greens, I started thinking, why wait till lunch or supper for the best nutrition in the world? I started eating it for breakfast and found, wow. So kale or uh, broccoli, any any leafy greens... Get in your body as soon as possible.
0: What do you use for dressing, if anything?
1: I use a little... In fact, this is on my website, too, a daily vegan meal plan, the, the raw diet. That's pretty much what I follow. Uh, when I first switched, I had some concerns about calcium and iron, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I found out that blackstrap molasses has all the good stuff that that leafy green on steroids, you know, sugar cane, mm-hmm. is really a, a leafy green, right? they take all the good stuff out of it and sell you the junk, the white sugar. Well, the good stuff is concentrated into blackstrap molasses. So I use a tablespoon of that and drizzle that over the greens. I add a banana and a
0: mango, and that's my breakfast. Whoa. And it is so good. Now, blackstrap molasses for purists is not raw. Uh, Well, I don't know that it, you know, it's not really cooked either. It's, they go through an extraction
1: process,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's um, it's just loaded with minerals that are taken from the leafy green.
0: Yeah, my mother used to used to have that on hand all the time. I used to I, actually I used to drink it straight from the bottle. Wow, <laughs> but yeah. was, my mother was not raw vegan, and and you know when at my age, when I was a kid, our salad was head lettuce and some sure. some oh, yeah. tomatoes I think we and all, stuff. All it was with mayonnaise. Thing.
1: So my supper or dinner is roughly the same thing. The base is a great big bunch of leafy greens. And then I add uh, tomato and bell pepper and cauliflower, more broccoli, uh, just all the veggies, usually mm-hmm. what's uh, on sale or in season in terms of produce. And then my dressing there is salsa.
0: Salsa? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. and oh, it, yeah. It, and I like to add some curry powder sometimes, get the turmeric because there are so many phyto est- uh, nutrients in spices and herbs. So I use um, oh, oregano and basil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Parsley is wonderful.
0: Do you use this fresh or do you use it uh, the jar bottles? Fresh. Yeah, fresh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I've made salads where I've just gone and gotten a bunch of herbs and just used the, the spring green mix and then. Just uh, cut up all the herbs all over it. Yeah, yeah it is very delicious. Simple. And it's so simple, too. Yeah. And,
1: oh, cabbage uh, is another wonderful food that most people look down their noses at. Yeah. When I traveled the day before yesterday, I was on the road for about 10 hours, and you won't believe this, I had some leftover cabbage, and including the core, you know, like a half a large head of cabbage, mm-hmm. and I cut that into chunks, and got it through uh, security, (laughs) no problem, (laughs) got it on the plane, and while everybody else was being served uh, these horrible turkey and and ham sandwiches and cheese and all this stuff, I pulled out my cabbage, and it was so good. I couldn't believe it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's just fresh. I I forget about cabbage a lot myself. I know, and it's so cheap, and that's (laughs) why
1: another thing that I keep considering for other people a lot of people think oh it's very expensive to eat this way it's not especially when you consider all the medical bills you aren't going to have or the time lost from work
0: or living life oh yes and just being happy but ruth people one of the things people talk about a lot on the raw vegan program is b12 do you oh, have, yes what, what do, do you think, think about that
1: well i monitored my b12 levels for i've been vegan 25 years and at Eighteen years out, the levels started getting low, and that's when I started uh, using nutritional yeast, red star nutritional yeast with b twelve that's on my website too. Um, that I think it's important to keep the b twelve levels up <coughs> that uh, <coughs> excuse me um, and supplement if necessary. I think there's a lot of individual variation. Some people don't have any trouble making it in their intestines, and some do. So it's a, a blood test that you can take and make sure that you're okay there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, I was thinking about Dr. McDougall, and I think he's very courageous because I know doctors, and I'm not going to say this too loudly, have been shut down for using alternative oh, yeah. methods rather yeah. than the old chemo and... Uh, radiation. Yeah, I know. That's that's amazing that the doctors or the uh FDA whoever shuts people down I think the FDA can actually do that when somebody's saving lives through nutrition. Yeah. But you moved on from now he still recommends a plant-based diet. Yeah, starch is starch-based. Oh, it's a starch-based. <laughs> yep. Okay, and then, but but for me, my understanding, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, my understanding is mostly with his food program, because you've moved on from his yeah, to raw. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mostly with his program, it's getting people off meat, dairy, and other things, sugars and stuff, and just eliminating those is a good first step Absolutely.
1: to becoming healthy. Yeah, I think
0: that... Most people would not be able to go from the
1: SAD diet, you know, standard American diet, to raw. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It is just, it just blows their minds. They can't conceive of such a thing. If you can get them to give up the animal foods and on to foods that they're used to and that they like, like oatmeal for breakfast and brown rice and potatoes, uh, that transition is usually a lot easier.
0: Yeah, because the foods are familiar. A lot of people have never right. heard of some of the foods we eat now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people also, they're not used to any something that's crispy and crunchy like like real real salads. Yeah. And so they're used to the stuff being wilted. It's yes. all been cooked. It's soft. It's mushy. And no wonder our teeth are falling out. That's right. Anyway, we've got one more segment. And so we'll be back with Ruth Heidrich in a moment. Hi, this is Revel. We're back with Revelations, Celebrating Your Potential. You can find this at celebratingyourpotential.com. My other websites can be found at Revel.com. That's R-E, Two I S and Victory, E-L-L dot my guest today, of course, is Ruth Heidrich. You can uh, purchase copies of her books at ruthheidrich.com. Speaking of books, Ruth, you've got a n- the newest one you have out is called Senior Fitness. Could you give us a sort of synopsis on that one?
1: Yeah. What I found out over the years is that uh, breast cancer was not the major concern as it was with me. That was the reason I changed my diet. And Dr. McDougall had said, you know, with a high cholesterol, you could die of a heart attack sooner than the breast cancer, the arthritis, uh, osteoporosis. I was concerned about that because my mother and both grandmothers had osteoporosis, diabetes. My, the 90-year-old grandmother died of her diabetes. So I thought, there are so many other diseases that we're talking about that are diet-related. So when my publisher, Lantern Books, came to me two years ago and said, you know, you ought to write another book. A Race for Life is great, and it's for younger people who want to do triathlons, although you and I know that you can be in your 70s and do triathlons. Uh-huh. Anyway, he said, how about a book called Senior Fitness? And I thought, this is perfect because in my talks, I had been come up with this little routine, the 10 top killers of Americans and the 10 top drugs of Americans and how you can reverse the killers, and get off the drugs. And so that's what senior fitness is. It starts with heart disease, number one killer, and goes to stroke, and then the cancers, and I break it down. Prostate cancer is a diet-related disease for men, mm-hmm. and these diseases are reversible. goes on to diabetes, a chapter on osteoporosis, on the different types of arthritis, even Alzheimer's, I get into the hormone issue about why estrogen is not the problem that most people think it is. That you shouldn't take horse estrogen, Premarin, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> does husband. that
0: make even does that even make sense <laughs> if you think about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I have a chapter on that,
1: and then the last chapter is making the most of your life and going out and doing things. How to reframe problems so that they become challenges and. Keep you growing for the rest of your life, and how most drugs, how the pharmaceutical industry, wants to make everybody sick. You know, everybody take a cholesterol-lowering drug, and people say, "You know, I tried lowering my cholesterol by diet. And what they do is switch to chicken and fish, and even most <laughs> doctors don't."
0: don't the causes, the pro- or the problem, or the the solution is the problem itself. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't need a drug, a statin, to lower your cholesterol.
1: Just quit putting it in your body and it'll normalize. For blood sugar, you need to exercise because if you don't exercise, the blood sugar just piles up and it has nowhere to go because the muscles aren't using it. So get out and go for a run. In the Senior Olympics this year, this summer, they have age groups all the way up to 95, and there are men and women running at 95 and
0: That's that's where I'm going. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Well, Ruth, how important is water in a food program, especially a raw vegan diet? Well,
1: you know, it's strange, I guess almost embarrassing. I don't drink a lot of water, per se, because when you're raw, your fruits and vegetables are 90% water. So I go by urine. In fact, this I talk about in, in my books, that if your urine is clear, colorless, and copious, you know, Mm C-cubed, then you know you're staying staying hydrated enough. And that's what I find, that if you're well-trained, you don't do excessive sweating, you do some sweating, and then if you're eating apples and oranges and bananas, you're getting the best water possible. This is as pure as it can possibly get. And the leafy greens, and I know this because I have to get up during the
0: night to. to <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I do too. So, but but I, I, do, I do drink a lot of water. I, I, because as, for me, I figure as long as there is fragrance, <laughs> odor under the arms, then I'm not getting enough water. Oh, that's a good because test. Our, our our perspiration is the same makeup as. Uh, our urine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ruth, where can we find your books, Um, especially Senior Fitness? I would love to get a copy of that myself. Go to my website, and there's
1: a box called Senior Fitness. Click on that, and that links to the publisher.
0: All right. So, Lantern
1: Books does wonderful books, not just mine, but lots of others, too.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for being with us. I know you've been traveling, but we've got to go. Don't go away, please. Next week, my guest will be author Deborah King. Please join us. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at revel at celebratingyourpotential.com. That's revel with two V's and two L's. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.